0: What are these powers at your command? Alchemy, sorcery, magic, or science. It's been called by many names. (laughs) I don't think I'm ready for this. I think you are. You're telling me you're a sorcerer.
1: Hello and welcome to the podcast with the hottest takes on shit no one cares about. My name is Stuart, and with me, as always, is Joe! Howdy! Have you been practicing spells and incantations for tonight, Joe?
2: I have become a master of the arcane almost overnight.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't expect any less. <laughs> <laughs> and, returning champion, he survived Dog Police and Puchinsk in one episode, and he's back for more... It's Jason! Happy to be here. Glad that you are here. Usually we record uh, on Discord, but tonight we were recording from the astral plane. That's right. We've all connected psychically, and we're sharing a dream down in the harmless area at the bottom, not at the top part where it's dangerous.
2: <laughs> and it took two hours to get
3: there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like going between Dallas and Austin. It seems like it gets a little bit longer every single time. <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> worth the wait. The sights you will see.
1: Tonight, we're talking about the 1978 pilot, Dr. Strange, And it was different than anything we've watched yet. That's about as much as I could say. It's different. What did you guys think?
3: I thought it was extremely boring. Uh, <laughs> I fell asleep twice to it. I so I, I originally went to Cherrywood Coffee, um, like on a Friday after work, uh, just so I can kind of get a, a head start and drink some coffee and like watch it. I could not stay awake. Uh, so then I I put it down. I came back and I watched it a, a couple nights ago and also fell asleep in the midway point. Um, so it was more like Dr. Boring for me. But, yes. Uh, there were parts that I did enjoy and we'll talk about, but for the most part, um, not a lot of strange things that really happened for, for a show <laughs> called Dr. <Doctor> strange.
1: <laughs> it, it's really awesome at the beginning, and then for about three-fourths of it, it's a really, really mediocre medical drama. Yeah. And then it gets really crazy at, again. And <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, they should have just let it be crazy all the way through, start to finish. I agree. I saw someone else's criticism was uh, that it was saying elsewhere in the middle, which I completely agree with. Yeah,
3: you only really see Doctor Strange like superhero form for like 10 minutes, (laughs) like at the end. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's about it. I think it's an hour and 14 minutes into the movie when you finally get to see Doctor Strange looking like Doctor Strange. I'm not a huge comic book guy. I don't know if you guys are farthest from (laughs) it.
2: Well, I'm not anymore after watching this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What most of our listeners would know Doctor Strange from would be the 2016 film starring uh, Bombadil Cumberbund. Benedict
2: Cumberbund.
1: Bathysphere, Kodachrome. Benedict Cumberbund. (laughs) <laughs> that guy. Have you guys seen the 2016 one? No,
2: I have seen it. Uh, it's actually written by a, a, an acquaintance, a, a man really? that I used to wow. bum cigarettes to at karaoke. Wow, uh, way back in the day, uh, Robert Cargill. He's uh, that's awesome. Friends with my old roommate. Yeah, shouts out to shouts out to him. Great guy. You should pass this podcast to him at the end of this <laughs> yeah.
3: episode and see what he thinks about the 1978 classic. Ask him Spennail. if he's seen it
2: or heard of it. <laughs> I, I'm sure he had to have.
1: I liked hearing early Pink Floyd in the movie that was like the only thing I was like oh that's cool is
2: that what that was I thought it was just the score
1: it's the climax from Piper at the Gates of Dawn oh it's the first Pink Floyd album and it's the only one that had sit there at.
2: I have not listened to that in a long time I, I always kind of liked that one
1: it's completely completely different than any other Pink Floyd that album. one and
2: Adam Hart Mother I think of the two that I really liked when I was younger yeah
1: I was huge Pink Floyd
2: it got, it kind of got that more like psychedelic kind of thing going. I out.
1: had a lot of black light Pink Floyd posters in my room, a lot, and I had a lot of black lights in my room too. Honestly. Did you buy them from Spencer's? Gift? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1977, CBS had just ended Shazam, Shazam! which was a, a live-action Saturday morning show, and premiered The Incredible Hulk, which was a huge success. Mister McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. which was both popular but also heavily criticized, because it, it it's nothing like the comics. There's actually a, quite a few of those episodes up on YouTube, and it's a really boring show.
2: Yeah, I'm, I kind of remember seeing it as a kid and being very bored by it. It's not
1: like even you know doing any <laughs> Spider-Man thing. I think he rides a motorcycle. I think growing up, like I only knew
3: your novice like heroes like Superman, the Hulk, and. Like Spider-Man. Uh-huh. So for the the idea of uh, Doctor Strange, I would have. I wouldn't have uh, any clue so like I, honestly I just heard of Doctor Strange like in 2016 when that Benedict uh, Cumberbatch movie came out but I, I wasn't familiar with it maybe I'm just not that into MCU but um, no,
1: I w- I'm, I'm, I'm with you I had no idea who Doctor Strange was until okay. I saw the movie I think that's where most people are
3: I mean that logo the, the light emblem looks like for like a car that wasn't made before <laughs> like, like a, a car that's <laughs> never been made it looks like you know and I've seen it but for two and i just never knew what it was
1: cbs was kind of in the superhero business uh in the late 70s and i think they also had wonder woman. wonder woman that was like a saturday morning and that's dc
2: yeah that was what's her name linda uh not blair not hamilton what's her
1: linda carter
2: linda carter
1: did you guys watch any of the like the old incredible hulk with um luke faranga
2: i did watch a little bit of incredible hulk but it was one of those shows that we've talked about it was on in the middle of the day on a Saturday. So it was mm-hmm. just like kind of depressing to see or think about. It's just like, <laughs> oh, I've got nothing going on. I guess I'll throw on some bad television.
3: I, I, I know I know the reference and, and I know like uh clips, but I've never seen a full episode, to be completely honest.
1: <laughs> That's where I am too. That's where
2: I am too. You should ignore the David Banner of uh the television series The Hulk. And uh, check out David Banner, the rapper.
1: There you go. He's great.
2: (laughs) Good advice. I will take that.
1: I've got an excerpt from Starlog magazine, number 17, from October 1978.
2: Well, if Starlog's writing about it, you know it's a big deal.
1: Hospital interior. Day. A pair of elevator doors opens and a young doctor steps out in a hurry. Camera moves with him down the corridor. His name is Stephen Strange, and he has dark, good looks (laughs) and strong features. Dark, good looks? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is not the opening to another episode of General Hospital or Marcus Welby. In fact, that bit of opening narrative serves to introduce the strangest doctor you're ever likely to see on TV. He is Doctor Strange, Master of the Mystic Arts, Champion of the human race against the dreaded evils that exist in this and other dimensions in his mortal guise strange is merely a soft-spoken unobtrusive gifted psychologist and md what viewers will soon become familiar with is a struggle of cosmic proportions the evil sorceress morgan Le Fay and the ominous awesome nameless one Represent the force of darkness while Master Magician Strange and his aged mentor Lindmer are on the side of light.
3: Well, that sounds cooler than what actually comes out. Yeah. The movie, yes. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think Starlog might have been puffing a little <laughs> bit. This is from the writer, director, producer Phil DeGuerre. Uh, we had problems with the camera, with the projectors, with the wires, with missing process plates, with missing electricity. Universal even gave us a studio which was 15 feet too short for the 70-foot projection screen, despite the fact that everything had been clearly laid out on paper! Exclamation. <laughs> picture went five days over schedule and probably fifty dollars to $100,000 over budget on that end of the project alone. Wow. So he talks a lot about in the article how he thinks that the narrative is so strong that it's okay that the special effects are really bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think the narrative strong enough for the, the special effects to be forgiving. Uh, but again, it's a different time frame, right? Like, I think there's a moment where morgan disappears and it's just like a snapshot and it's yes. super funny it, it feels like very hand-fisted in a way yeah it's like it's like bewitched yeah yeah definitely uh did, does not hold up at all
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I Prefer living in today's time with cgi it's so much better than living like the 1970s
1: 1985 interview Stanley cited this movie as the marvel television project of the 1970s that he wound up giving the most input on, and noting he became very friendly with writer, producer, and director Philip DeGuer. (laughs) Lee added that next to The Incredible Hulk, this was the live-action adaption of Marvel characters with which he was the most pleased. Until, you know, like the yeah. next thing came out, <laughs> I guess we should talk about how we watched this because it's not up on YouTube. Every pilot we've watched so far is just freely available on YouTube. This one is actually up on Daily Motion,
2: an awful website.
3: Yeah, and it was super grainy, and I think that's also why I found it a little boring
2: uh, because of the colors. It was not. Uh, very good and clear yeah it was very unpleasant to look at it's i'm glad i found the dvd copy
1: so you found a dvd copy
2: yeah completely legally too if you could believe it this
1: has been released multiple times including by shout factory in 2016
2: yeah, that was the first and only time that it's been released on DVD. Shout Factory does a pretty good job of releasing some forgotten shit like this. Shout
1: Factory is awesome.
2: Yeah, they've got a channel on Roku.
1: Uh, we are not supported by Shout Factory. We don't, have, not uh, we don't get any money from them. This is not an ad for them.
2: Shout Factory... If you want to give us money, please email If you us. want to send us DVDs, we would love that. Send Stuart all your VHS so that he can become even more of a hoarder of VHS tapes.
1: <laughs> I think it was up on YouTube up until that Shout Factory release because I found blog articles that linked to a video on YouTube that had been taken down that had been up 2014 was what was the upload date and it had 41,500 views which is insane it, assuming that it was taken down in 2016 that's 20,000 views a year
3: people were probably watching it for the newer one to come out to get familiarized with I it i think
1: it got a lot of traffic and then that's why it got yanked down so i mean that's that's just an insane amount of views though copyright claim was filed by nbc universal even though this pilot was on cbs it was produced by universal and you see the universal logo at the beginning of the movie and Uh. nbc merged with universal so that's how you end up with nbc doing copyright claim on a cbs show the more you know okay now do the music and that star thing That's what you come here for, folks. (laughs) The one that's up on Daily Motion has been up for seven years, but they don't bother with view counts or comments at Daily Motion. Daily Motion is not a social media network. It's like,
2: (laughs) If you've ever tried to watch something on there, like the very difficult to find, even on DVD to purchase now, IFC sketch comedy show, The Birthday Boys, which is a great show, Uh, but someone had uploaded it to Daily Motion... And I used a daily motion app that is built into my TV for some reason. We try to watch it, and it would play like two episodes of that, and then it would just be some random Turkish television show that is just incomprehensible to me.
3: <laughs> so that's what I would wake up to when I when I fell asleep. Twice. Really watching Doctor Strange, I would wake up to something, I I think it was Turkish like a a, a rom-com or or something from the 70s
1: Thank god this finally got strange
2: (laughs) It was the Albanian Sopranos
1: (laughs) (laughs) First thing that happens is we hear the most abrasive sound you could possibly imagine. (laughs) It's like It's so eerie it's like if someone started beating a telephone suspension cable with an aluminum baseball bat and they just added a ton of reverb. Like,
3: immediately. <laughs> Like, as soon and as it, it starts, like, that's
1: the first thing that no happens.
3: Empty void of, of sound. It just goes right to that. Yeah.
1: It's like going to a shitty noise show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be a great noise show. I would be very into that. <laughs> Genius. If that didn't make you want to immediately shut this show off, and it then appears a block of black on slightly black text that you have to <laughs> squint to read. <laughs>
2: There is a barrier that separates the known from the unknown. Beyond this threshold lies a battleground where forces of good and evil are in eternal conflict. The fate of mankind hangs in the balance and awaits the outcome. In every age and time, some of us are called upon <laughs> to join the battle. The very 8th
1: grade d d
3: While that's happening, there's like a sound of cicadas having sex. <laughs> like, while that's going on... <laughs>
1: Then we get the opening credit scene, which is... I think it's honestly my favorite part of the whole show. I could just like cut yeah. that out and put it on at like Halloween or whatever. It's awesome.
3: There was a moment where you see a, a masked wolf.
2: Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: it's kind of. A little
2: clay wolf mask.
1: Fox monk man. Yeah. Why wasn't there more of that in the
2: show? I, I know. There's so much cool imagery. Great production. There's candles, books. There's a lot of Black Sabbath y looking art. The font is very like 1970s acid fantasy. Yeah. I
3: think. If you, like, zoom, like, and I could not see this because this might be daily motion, but it looked like Morgan was, like, holding, like, a Silent Hill kind of weapon, which looked, like, badass, but I could not see if that's the grain on the daily motion or if
1: that's just... Yeah, there's, like, a drawing of her. Yeah. And she's, like, holding, like, a candle or a book or something, and she looks all magical and shit. Gotta get
3: a black light poster of
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's wizards and monks blowing horns. It looks like Magic the Gatherings. There's an astrolabe. And then there's a star. And then the star turns into like a Windows screensaver. And then suddenly we're yep. in a cave and we are treated yep. to a full-on cleavage shot of Lucille Booth from Arrested Development. The late, great Jessica Walters. I don't know who that is and I don't care to find out.
2: Looking very hot. I will agree to that.
1: I would say she is the best actor in this entire thing. Absolutely. 100%. And
3: she's the only one that has a career after this. Like, I don't know any of these folks and what they did, but at least we know with her, she had a, a pretty successful
2: career. I think we'll get to a couple of them. We
1: do have a couple of, like, character actors that, that had a pretty prominent career, but nothing like her. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, And she's, like, not phoning it in. Yeah. Anytime she's on screen, she's captivating. She's badass. She's doing as much as you possibly could with this material, which is not very much. <laughs> But yes. she owns it. I wanted to mention that she voiced Fran on uh, Dinosaurs, the show that we talked about last time we were together.
2: Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Really? I didn't
3: know that the more you know.
1: So she's playing Morgan LaFay, Le a legit Marvel supervillain. She's the first person to ever play a Marvel supervillain in a live action show. That was one of the biggest complaints of the Amazing Spider-Man was there were no supervillains. It was boring. So anyway, she is talking to this monster thing (laughs) that is obscured by smoke. He looks like a Muppet dragon kind of thing. You can kind of see his mouth flap. Yeah, it
2: looks looks rotoscoped almost, his mouth. Very strange.
1: I wrote that
3: he looks like a turkey leg with four glowing eyes.
2: (laughs) It's got, like, some lizard
3: scale to it, too. like. But, like, it looked very weird.
1: He could give us a lecture about the uh, food pyramid. <laughs> he could show up with a broccoli and a cheese. He's uh, Pizza the Hutt's cousin.
3: <laughs> His voice was kind of cool, though. You will be punished if you do not kill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would it please you to be of service to me again? It wouldn't please me. 500 years ago, you failed me, Morgan. You allowed the greatest of the sorcerers on earth to overcome you. My victory was denied to me because of you. Long ages have I contemplated my revenge. This
1: time I will not fail. The monster says she needs to go kill this old wizard. And then we get to see the wizard who is drawing stars and shit. And he's like working out calculations at his desk
4: he's
1: (laughs) he's played by sir john mills he is he has an insanely long career he has 130 credits wow and he was working from 1932 to 2005 wow (laughs) at this time he was still being cast in big movies and tv shows he was getting leading roles was
2: he in bridge over the river kwai yes of course he was (laughs) there's just that old style british actor that was just in every single one of those movies
1: his his agent and him kind of thought that they were going to do kind of an Alec Guinness thing with this character. That was his plan. So he was going to be kind of like an Obi-Wan. I love that. And you really get that because he does a lot of little Jedi moves with his hands. Mm-hmm. So his character is Thomas Londmer, which is original character, not in Doctor Strange comics. He's an old wizard
3: yeah he gets called old man a lot throughout this i believe
1: by the way every single man in this show has an amazing mustache yeah yeah <laughs> it's 1978 you were required to have a mustache the background actors <laughs> even have mustaches there is not a single man in this entire show that does not have like a really awesome mustache yeah. like it's styled and looks really good <laughs> yeah it's no, yeah there's
3: no sloppy mustaches well groomed and trimmed yeah they
1: look amazing i agree to that. that's a great movie for mustaches brown mustaches <laughs> yes yeah the wizard he's really tired from drawing stars his stars (laughs) with the magnifying
2: glass it's it's a fucking exhausting job doodling (laughs) he collapses in his chair (laughs) doodling in the fucking margins of his books on the arcane (laughs) drawing hyper-realistic penises and titties
3: yeah in his
1: cave-like apartment (laughs) we're just watching this i guess (laughs) through the monster vision and the monster's like explaining the time now comes when he must pass on
0: the powers entrusted to him. He grows old and weary of the burdens
1: of his life. So she needs to kill him while she can. And it seems like it's really important and we should do this like, you know, really quickly. But everybody takes their time <laughs> with everything they do. There is no urgency.
2: Yeah, they pretty clearly took something that was like maybe a 40 minute long script and decided to stretch it out to an hour and a half. Just like plug in all the <laughs> fucking outtakes to get this thing on a Sunday night. It's
1: really an efficient script. You know, there's no like hanging chads, so to speak. Mm. Like nothing happens that they don't come back to. And that was one of the most annoying things because normally I can kind of skip through these, but my notes are very long because they're so many things that if you don't talk about it then the thing happens later that doesn't make sense you know if you cannot defeat the old man then
0: strike against the successor the one who wears the ring is the
1: one who is chosen
2: you'll know him because he's fucking smoking hot <laughs>
1: You have three days. Don't fuck this up or I will punish you and it will be really bad. Yeah, the monster's kind of a dick. He
2: is. Yeah, he's a
1: fucking prick. (laughs) He's an asshole. I think he might be evil incarnate. He might be Satan. (laughs) <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, we're on the street, and we get treated to some insane, wailing guitar psych. <laughs>
3: yeah. It felt like you were going to get introduced to, like, a cop drama with all the jazz and, like, the guitar solos. And then, like, you also
2: see the steam coming out of the sewers in that, like, New York City shot. Would
1: you say this is really New York?
2: No, no. It's not in New York. They filmed it on a soundstage at Universal in L.A. But
1: it's set in New York.
3: Yeah, because there's the Twin Towers. Oh. So
1: that's why. I didn't notice the Twin Towers. And he says that Cleach is a student at NYU.
3: I remember as a kid, New York looking like that. Not as like crazy. There's a part where we see a bus that has graffiti
1: on the windshield. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The bus driver's like leaning out the window to drive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I remember as a kid, it kind of resembles that a little bit kept seeing the same food cart called rolls and like that was something <laughs> reoccurring i'm not sure if anyone caught that like at one point you see them at the flat iron building uh, there's always this cart that just mm-hmm. says rolls growing up i remember like hot peanuts and hot dogs not huh. rolls like what's i don't know what a roll is it's like a just like a a, a, a hamburger
2: roll or a It's a tortilla with a little bit of cheese sprinkled on top and then you put it in the microwave for 30 seconds until about a third of the cheese is melted and then you just sort of cram the whole thing into your mouth at once (laughs) and that's a roll!
1: i think we should talk about the music and the sound effects because it is in itself a character it's incredibly abrasive and aggressive but it's also a psychedelic score well
2: here's the thing is that the score just like the show itself oscillates between like being pretty interesting and being just (laughs) fucking garbage these parts of the score, that very 70s orchestral kind of sound, and it just doesn't fit with the rest of the score, which is like psychedelic fucking, you know, some guy with a fucking moan going ham.
1: The music is by uh, Paul Chiari, who is a friend of uh, writer, director, producer, Daguerre. Daguerre. This is, was very early in his career, and he's credited as a composer on IMDb. I think he has like 30 projects. He's still working today, and he has a project in post-production called USA. Land of the Mustaches. Oh, fuck. It all comes full circle. (laughs) His first composer credit, the original, Death Race 2000.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. The year 2000.
0: America is a vast speedway. People line the streets to witness the greatest drivers on Earth
1: in a race from sea to shining sea. This is a death Race, great film we'd watched it the other day because brienne had never oh. seen it oh, i hated it i hated it and it's a very good score
2: is that the first film appearance of sly stallone
1: yes it's sylvester stallone's very first movie david carradine as frankenstein that's an incredible fucking movie so this was his third or fourth composing gig so anyway pink floyd is playing and we see a taxi cab pull up under the symbol of light which is the hashtag symbol that we keep seeing
2: <laughs> the pound sign T-
1: (laughs) tic-tac-toe the pound and it's up on a building so the guy gets out of the taxi knocks on the door no one answers so he just goes in and then he's crying out faster and the credits just start up again (laughs) it's like oh no the credits aren't over this guy is he's just walking around in absolute darkness and wild psych music is playing We can't even see who he is. It's like complete darkness. And finally, we see it's uh, Clyde Kusatsu, a man that should definitely look familiar to anyone who has ever watched TV, because he has over three hundred credits to his name, and he is still working today.
2: He is all over the place.
1: He did a TNG episode.
2: He's in a couple, I guess. He's a recurring character. He plays an admiral. He's also the vice president of SAG AFTRA for the Los Angeles chapter. So he's like a Ronald Reagan. He's he is a, exactly. <laughs> Like Ronald Reagan. (laughs) There is not a single difference between the two. Ronald
0: Reagan, the actor?
1: (sighs) So this is Wong. He's one of four established Marvel characters that show up in this after Morgan Le Fay, Stephen Strange, and Clee Lake, who we meet later huge excitement for the long fans out there <laughs> he's also sporting a really sweet mustache he looks so good he looks so good it's like a pencil thin mustache
2: he kind of plays a uh, uh,
3: like a servant ma- like a to a master which was i think kind of a little
2: problematic
3: right and he
2: says at some point because he like cooks uh, yeah. cooks the master whatever the fuck his name is uh he cooks him food and he's like you are a, a pupil <laughs> and a friend
1: not to serve it. The famous breakfast scene, which we'll get to later, one of the very action-packed <laughs> scenes of <in> the <this> show.
2: <laughs> Fucking, I would love if if they had stretched that scene out to pad uh, this movie out, and it's just like eight minutes of him like slowly eating scrambled eggs and then getting up to find
1: the catch. Up. This is long as shit. I don't think we've yeah. said that yet. This is ninety minutes long,
2: and it feels every second
1: yes. of ninety minutes. Master. So Wong is looking around the house, and I, the house is awesome. It's an awesome set. Anytime they're in the house, I'm in it. It's
2: sick as hell. Yeah, it's like a cave. It's like
1: stucco cave slash castle. Yeah. So finally, he finds the old wizard in a room, and he shows him a picture of her in the book, the one that we saw from the beginning, and it, it looks really great.
0: Her name is Morgan LeFayne, the Enchantress, Queen of the Sorceress, the Dark
1: Queen. You've never shown me this book before. You've never noticed it. Dude why did you never show me this book like why are we just now talking about
2: no. this? damn i've been dating this lady <laughs>
1: yeah. this book is like five million years old and i never told you about it he's just it. now sharing this with with wong who is like so devoted to him and it seems really important you know <laughs> the wizard tells wong the
0: barriers are crumbling morgan is to be the first of the dark ones to cross the threshold her purpose is to destroy me
1: but he needs to go find Stephen strange he doesn't know where he is but he knows he's safe and at dawn morgan is coming over and they are going to fight and wong can't help he says uh you're going to face her alone and the wizard says
2: none of this is ever alone
1: whatever the hell that means
2: i think what he was trying to tell him is that he's been watching him go bathroom <laughs>
3: Right before that, I think Wong says And
0: she hasn't aged.
2: Working evil has a few advantages.
3: (laughs) It's kind of a weird line, because I guess age does play
1: kind of a factor in this movie. Yeah. Beauty is like a huge theme in this. Like Beauty is very important to Morgan. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it was the the shallow 70s, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Then we fade out on the symbol of uh, the light it like zooms in on the on the symbol and then zooms out on his his ring uh and we get to meet our hero Doctor Stephen Strange
0: How are you Stephen
1: Good played by Peter Hooten and this is pretty much the only thing that he's known for is this role
2: Oh he's known for something else Really Yes uh the movie Orca
1: Oh
0: the ancient Romans called him Orca or Kainos Latin or bringer of death He is without challenge the most powerful animal on the globe, the killer whale. Orca has 48 teeth, set in two impressive rows. In some respects, the orca's intelligence may be even superior to man's. They remain loyal to one mate for life. As parents, they are exemplary, better than many human beings. And like human beings, they have a profound instinct for
2: vengeance. Which was kind of like a uh, Jaws knockoff, if I remember correctly. Also, uh, Peter Hooten had me hollering.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's an extremely sporadic actor he has about 30 roles between 1969 and 2017 and the only thing of note that i saw in his acting career was he was in the original 1978 inglorious bastards
2: oh yeah that too
1: which has absolutely nothing to do with the tarantino movie other than the name and it's otherwise unnoteworthy according to like everything i read so here's our hero He brings nothing to the role. He is incredibly boring. But he's so hot, Stuart. He's a playboy. Look
2: at that little cleft chin.
1: I made a list of the things that we know about Doctor Strange. He has an amazing mustache and an incredible perm. I think he sleeps with all the nurses, too. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he he sleeps with all the nurses and all of his patients. There are
1: four main female characters, and they all either have or want fuck him <laughs> he's a resident psychologist in a hospital where he also seems to live
2: because he never goes home the only other places that we see him other than the hospital are at the master's house and at that girl's house who he's treating and just decides yeah i should probably date this girl huh she's probably got her own place i can sleep
1: he works at the hospital and sleeps there because he goes on duty for like 28 hours at a time and then when he's not at the hospital he just sleeps at some woman's house (laughs) he's chronically late which maybe because he's fucking they never say why too busy busting to (laughs) be anywhere on time and he succeeds at anything he tries with little or no (laughs) effort like he might fail a little bit and then he he just works like he's he's good at everything
3: he's basically my high school bully
2: (laughs) wait i just realized that Maybe the writers misunderstood what the name was supposed to mean. And they thought he was called Dr. Strange because he got so much strange.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think a huge problem with the show is that it's an origin story before anyone really knew how to do an origin story properly. And also origin stories are boring.
2: Every single reboot of Batman
1: or Spider-Man or any
2: any of those, they always do the fucking origin story. And it is boring to watch
1: everybody knows that he's going to be the superhero we don't need to find out how just start your story with him already being a superhero and then if you need to fill us in just do flashbacks don't commit a whole fucking movie to an origin story it's so boring
3: your take on uh origin stories is the proper way to do an improv scene too (laughs) just start in the middle Start in the middle yep (laughs) okay
1: so he comes off the elevator into the hospital and a nurse starts deriding him about being late.
0: Head nurse reported you that three times this month. Four times. Who was it? Anyone I know? Lipstick on your cheek.
1: And she's actually like wiping it off of him. This is Sarah. Um, and she says,
0: And I can smell her perfume. It's not very expensive perfume.
1: That's because I gave it to her. <laughs>
0: What a cheap ass.
1: Now, Sarah, if I'd been out with you, I wouldn't have been late. Maybe I wouldn't have been late if you let me fuck you last night instead. (laughs) And she's like...
0: We made a deal.
1: I never agreed to it. I think it's fine for doctors and nurses to fall in love.
0: Falling in love wasn't the question. It was making
1: love. Oh. Yeah, He's like sleeping with her just, you know, sometimes. It seems like they got a deal.
3: Yeah, Steven and this nurse are talking about the differences between lovemaking and being in love while there's Mm -hmm. three outpatients that are just like Mm waiting there like robots. And I don't know why it is like the funniest thing to me because they're just like waiting for him to be done talking about this bullshit
2: <laughs> his dick game's so strong nobody cares <laughs> they're willing to put up with him yeah. we'll wait for dr <laughs> Stephen strange we'll wait for dr Stephen good <laughs> you,
1: you would never notice unless you watched it like three times like i have so when they're when they're having this conversation they're walking down the hall and if you look over to the left there's a woman putting a diaper on a baby doll just like like it's a real yeah like it's a real baby
2: real and in- Insane, t- like really insanely. It's very weird to see. At first, I was like, were they like trying to imply that it was a real baby, <laughs> or they tried to imply that she's like insane, completely mentally unstable.
1: It could be either.
2: I guess she could be being treated for postpartum depression or something. I'm not a fucking doctor, but
1: Wong is there. Wong has been following him since they got on the elevator, so Wong just knows where he is. Because like, they said at the beginning, we don't know where he is. He's at the hospital, so. No tension there. Ruin that. And she also establishes he has a terrible working relationship with the head nurse because he's late all the time. They don't get along because she's just the head nurse,
2: not the give head nurse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the hospital scenes are basically three-fourths of this show and they're so goddamn boring they saw it's like an episode of the blandest 70s medical drama ever hospital dramas have always been one of those mainstays of tv maybe they thought it's a superhero show but he's a doctor they're in a hospital and that's something recognizable to the executives or whatever i don't know it didn't work
2: are there any hospital dramas that either of you have ever like actually watched and enjoyed
3: i can't say that I have seen any that I've enjoyed, or
1: any at all.
2: I, I think Scrubs maybe comes the closest. Oh, Scrubs,
1: yeah. Yeah, Scrubs is okay. I've watched some House, but, you know, it also gets really boring really quick because you know exactly what's going to happen in every fucking episode. I guess I
2: dated a girl
1: that made me watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy,
2: and that was oof,
1: bad. But they go on forever. Like, they do. It? Grey's Anatomy's in, like, its 18th season. At
2: least, yeah. Because it's somehow still on, and this was two decades ago almost.
1: It's all about police lawyers and doctors
2: or if you're Warren Zevon it's all about
1: lawyers, guns and money. The shit
2: has hit the fan. <laughs> sorry I'm extra retarded today boys <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, I'm happy that we managed to fit two Warren Zevon references in in the last three podcasts that's pretty good averages oh it's because
2: I'm I'm entering middle age so of course I have to get into Warren Zevon
1: So we go into the scene where an alcoholic woman with ulcers is begging him for drugs. He has this ridiculous conversation.
0: Your ulcers will go away if you lay off the juice.
1: She's like, I know, but I want to get drunk. (laughs) Yeah, I've got something
2: to say to him about that. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) Is that a lighter? What was that? It was a beer opening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got the ulcers again, and I've been drinking milk like they told me to.
3: I got the ulcers, and I'm drinking the milk like you told me to. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure if milk, like, helps ulcers. Out. If anything, it's like would make it kind of worse. i thought
2: milk was bad for your stomach
3: it like produces acid and like digestive juices so like i would imagine that makes it, ulcers like way fucking worse it's not
2: in the 70s though they
1: just prescribed cigarettes and hard liquor
2: <laughs> you mean doctors aren't supposed to still be prescribing cigarettes Stuart? <laughs> more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette
1: this poor woman leaves and um this, this this man walks in. Come on
3: in, Mr. Washington.
1: <laughs> Mr. Washington! Mr. Washington! He's got bandages on the back of his wrist like he attempted suicide <laughs> backwards. <laughs> and he just he just walks in and sits down and doesn't say anything. And then the scene ends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so cash like, my check. They cut it back to the Twin Towers or whatever New York landscape. Yeah. <laughs> He was a mechanic or something, and he just got off of work. Somebody hit me on the back
1: of the wrist (laughs) with a fucking monkey wrench. That's New York
2: City, baby. (laughs) That's New York for you. (laughs) You're going to get randomly attacked with a monkey wrench.
1: (laughs) Not far from the truth, either. (laughs) So, from there, we go into one of only, like, two action scenes in this whole action-adventure superhero show, where across town, Morgan Le Fay is riding around in a taxi, and a bunch of kids start jumping up and down on the taxi and demanding that she give them money.
4: Give me a
1: And she's completely unfazed by them, and one kid makes a face at her through the window, and she just glares at him, and he runs away. Then we cut to a college girl carrying a bunch of books down a flight of stairs, and the music changes to what I can only describe as a boss level from a SNES game. Yeah. (laughs) Like Mega Man.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
1: So she's walking along and then we see uh, that Morgan Le Fay is following her for some reason. She stops to look at some used books and then realizes she's being followed and starts walking faster. And then we see Morgan on a bridge, and she's leaning there, just hanging out on a bridge. And then we see the old wizard, and he is staring at Morgan, and Morgan sees him. And then they start talking psychically.
2: I thought that was pretty cool. It was like scanners, kind of.
3: That telepathic scene was kind of cool, yeah. I did like that a little bit. Yeah, any
2: anytime there's the like, implication of doing psychic battle, I'm, I'm kind of in.
0: Your barriers have fallen, You cannot stop me now.
2: I have cast you out before.
0: You shall not pass by me, Morgan.
1: You forced the choice, old man. Now it begins. And then Morgan disappears. And then we see the girl coming up over the crest of the bridge, which was really kind of a cool shot. She appears walking over the horizon of the bridge. And she walks up to the wizard and says
0: miscalculated this time
1: old man and she's using morgan's voice and then she drops her books and she throws the old man over the bridge
2: (laughs) there's a really bad stuntman cut in there too i
1: watched that a couple (laughs) times did they really throw a man off a bridge yeah it's a real guy but he's clearly about 30 years old and blonde (laughs) The way that it's shot, you think it's a bridge, but there's no way of telling like how far he actually falls. They could be like a foot off the ground.
3: And they made use of this shot because you see it a
1: few times throughout. Oh my this. god! <laughs> yeah, we go over and over and over this. We cut to a shot of his crumpled body on the pavement, and people are gathering around him. And the girl that we saw before gasps, and she turns around, and there's Morgan, and she's just standing there, and she says, "Is he dead?
2: Is he dead?" <laughs>
1: And the girl takes off running, and we cut back to the pavement, and the old wizard just gets up and says, "What happened to the girl?" (laughs) And then he just limps away, and all the people are completely confused about like his ancient man. They saw fall from sixty feet in the air. He walks a while
3: too, and he's just holding his hip, like it was only just holding his
2: hip lightly, yeah, like it wasn't shit. His
1: hand glows. Mm -hmm. He does. This is something he does a lot. And he touches his hip and it like fixes it. And he's not limping anymore. He's like walking normally. We cut to a screeching teapot. And the girl we've been following is sitting in a chair in like a, a studio apartment. And I like this studio apartment set. I thought this was a cool set. This is Anne Marie Martin. And she's credited as Eddie Benton. And she was actually married to Michael Crichton from 1987
2: to 2003. Whoa, wait, hold on. Who was married to Michael Crichton?
1: The girl, the college girl. Oh,
2: shit, really? Clee Lake. Fun Michael Crichton fact. Did you know he was like six foot eight?
1: No, I did not.
2: It's fucking wild. Look up a picture of him. He was gigantic. He
1: didn't do a lot of like interviews and stuff.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would just sit back and enjoy the money from writing... Pretty mediocre books.
1: I read Jurassic Park. I thought it was awesome. Did you really? I wanted to read some more Michael Crichton books. I thought it was silly and also just dated because they're like, this computer has 50 gigabytes. <laughs> There's nothing they would need that much storage for. They must be doing DNA resequencing.
2: <laughs> I tried to read it when I was young. The like, little graphs threw me off for some reason.
1: So anyway, Anne-Marie Martin, she also co-starred with friend of the show, Fred MacAaron. From Heartbeats, the TV show. <laughs> oh fuck! Stick around. She co-starred with him in The boogans
2: The Bogans or the Boogans?
1: It looks like Boogans to me. Is it with
2: two O's?
1: How would you say B O O G E
2: N S? The Boogans. The Boogans. You know what a bogan is, right?
1: Well, in the movie, the boogans are scaly turtle-like monsters that are released from an abandoned, boarded-up silver mine and wreak havoc on a town. There
0: is no escape.
2: Oh shit. That's very different from Bogan's in real life, which are just uh
1: like a hat.
2: They're like Australian rednecks. Oh they're like guys with like mullet like to
1: it's not that much of a difference. I guess
2: <laughs> They do all live in abandoned <laughs> silver mines.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> Anne Marie Martin, she's playing Clee Lake, who may or may not be her comic counterpart it's like they used a name but it doesn't seem like it's the same character described in the comics and i got bored reading comic book wikis so they're very dense that listeners can decide if they want i don't care who cares i don't give a shit i really don't care <laughs> if you care fuck you fuck me fuck you no i'm <laughs> If you care, send us an email because we need a comic book person. We've got a ton of these comic book pilots that I want to do.
2: If you care, send us 50 fucking dollars.
1: <laughs> send us a letter written on a $50 bill. That'll make me care.
2: You can just pop that letter into any it literally any porsche (laughs) deliver it to my house drop the car off at the house with the keys and the title i'll read your letter and it might make me care. and also welcome to next week's show (laughs) it's called two really rich guys (laughs) who totally care now
1: This abrasive teapot is going off, and she is really dazed and barely seems to notice. And finally, she gets up, pours some tea, and sits back down. This is riveting television, folks. So Wong is back at the wizard house. Wong tells the wizard he found Dr. Strange, and the wizard tells Wong...
0: I confronted Morgan and provoked her into attacking me. She used a girl as an instrument, an innocent soul.
1: He's the good guy, and he wants to use her as a pawn to defeat the evil person.
2: Yeah, it's a shitty thing to do. What can we do for her? In the moment, nothing.
0: But she has become a part of things. And even a pawn can
2: be used to capture the queen. Sometimes things aren't quite black and white,
1: Stuart. We all wear masks. That's right. That's correct, Wendy. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. (laughs) We all exist
2: within shades of gray.
1: So we go back to the hospital and it's really late and Doctor Strange is walking around, turning off the lights in the ward where all the patients are sleeping. And Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is on TV for some reason. I was curious about that. Uh, they make a huge point of showing it a bunch of times. I don't know what it has to do with any. Yeah, it
2: cuts to it like six or seven times. And also Doctor Strange watching it and Lake watching it at the same time in like separate locations.
1: Kind of serves to, to communicate that this is happening at the same time because they start having like psychic connections and it's like okay well this is happening at the same moment because we know they're both watching the show.
2: I kind of felt like they were trying to like in a werewolf movie where you know it's set in modern times and a werewolf movie is on the TV or whatever. Yeah. Like some kind of foreshadowing but it like doesn't make any sense if it is. They're
1: trying to create a mood but it's not the right mood like it doesn't make any sense for what they're doing.
2: That Abbott and Costello mood. Well maybe, maybe it's a
1: strange move <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> cuz it's very strange that it's playing
1: there you go <laughs> <laughs> you only get away with that excuse so many times
2: yeah (laughs) isn't this weird like
1: why did you do that because it's strange (laughs) because it's weird weird (laughs) Weird. the soundtrack at this moment is like exciting creepy spooky like sneak around music like you'd hear in like a fucking disney cartoon or something (laughs) there's nothing happening we're watching people literally just fall asleep they start having like a dream where she's seeing the whole bridge incident in slow motion and Doctor Strange is also experiencing this dream and it startles him and he wakes up and we're treated to more Abbott and Costello and then we're in another dream I guess and she's walking through the darkness and then she's running from Morgan Le Fay uh, and there's a bunch of wind that's blowing her and this just goes on and on and on until she finally like wakes up No! No! and this funky music starts playing and she runs out of her apartment and gets on the elevator and she's like going down the elevator and it opens on a floor and Morgan is just standing there and she winks at her. So the door closes and she's running down the street and everywhere she turns like Morgan is just standing. <laughs> she does a great job of just standing there. And then a taxi almost hit Clee. She's running through the streets like an insane person. Hey, you trying to get yourself killed? It's
2: that classic New York moment <laughs> when you almost get hit by a taxi. <laughs>
1: you all right
0: lady what are you doing out here all alone i don't know come on i better take you to cab.
2: that's the most unrealistic part of this entire fucking show yeah. <laughs> he, he wouldn't care <laughs> 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 just keep keep driving
1: <laughs> <laughs> out of fucking mind yeah the, the cab driver puts her in the car and he's like i better take you to the hospital that would have not happened like, in no the 70s, not would he would have he moved, he moved her body out of the way and kept going
2: <laughs> he would have screamed at her dead body <laughs>
1: Fuck you! Conveniently, <laughs> she just gets taken to the place where our protagonist is.
2: At the horny hospital.
1: Uh. <laughs> the best school <laughs> hospital in New York. So she's talking to a doctor, and he is asking her what happened to her. Did something happen to you? She says, Don't make me go to sleep. Although i die if I go to sleep. So this becomes like a, it's like a Freddy Krueger situation. This doctor, also sporting a huge, amazing mustache. The black doctor with the fucking just massive mustache.
2: Very good.
3: My notes say exactly right now, all the doctors have mustaches and they look great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you, that's the majority of my critique on anything that we watch. (laughs) It's just,
1: everybody looks pretty good so the doctor calls dr strange who is sleeping in his office for some reason i guess it's the middle of the night so he sleeps in his office he also sleeps in dress pants and a dress shirt he never goes home he just stays in his office well
2: there's too much pussy at the hospital
1: (laughs) he finds a woman and then he goes and stays with her Mm -hmm. he's homeless then he goes back to the hospital and finds another. They
2: could have called this show The Horny Homeless Doctor.
1: <laughs> there it is. Dr. Horny Homeless Mustache. The Horny Hobo with a mustache of gold. So the doctor that's checking out Clee, he calls Dr. Strange. Yeah, I think you better get down to ER. I've got a Jane Doe for you. All right. He's like, you better get down here. There's a college girl. <laughs>
2: we got the dr strange special down here at the er a co-ed that doesn't know where she is Well,
1: dr strange he comes down and he sees her and recognizes her from the dream he was having but he just kind of like he brushes it off so they are examining her she starts telling uh, dr strange she was in an accident and there was an old man that was pushed over a railing And then, like, Doctor Strange remembers the dream he had. And she's like, you know, I can't go to sleep or I'll die. Doctor Strange is like, That won't happen. Lie down,
0: please. I want a complete workup. Medical EEG, school films, and that drug screening.
1: Mm -hmm. And then he leaves. He's walking down the hallway, and he passes by uh, Morgan Le Fay. He feels her looking, but he turns around, and she's gone. Meanwhile, at the wizard house, the famous wizard breakfast scene. (laughs) <laughs> wong is fixing breakfast for the wizard
0: what's this breakfast wong you're a pupil and a friend not a servant oh sit down and eat you should
1: eat breakfast because it's so good
0: for you <laughs> first attend to the body isn't that what you always taught me
2: it's tradition when when one wizard does For another wizard, what you did to me last (laughs) night. Wong tells him,
0: girl was admitted to Eastside Hospital last night. Which department? Psychiatric. Was Stephen Strange still on duty? I must go to the hospital immediately. He was on duty all night. You can go there
1: after you've eaten. And the wizard is like, okay, fine, I'll eat the breakfast. Just another action-packed scene about breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And now... We're apparently watching. One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
2: <laughs> Where's McMurphy?
1: Clee is in line to get her pills from Nurse Ratchet. The only woman in this entire show that does not want to fuck Doctor Strange. What is it?
2: Your medication.
0: Let
1: it make me go to sleep. Yes, dear. I don't want it. Now everything's all right, Doctor. You can't make me take and she it. She just doctor. starts screaming. No! 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 And there, and then Doctor Strange comes out, and he's like, oh, what, "What's matter? She won't take her medication."
0: You promised me to make me go to sleep. It's all right. You don't have to go to sleep. Nurse, I didn't prescribe any medication. It's standard procedure, doctor. I'd assumed you'd signed for well, it. Well, you assumed wrong.
1: It's great medical drama. We go back to the wizard's house, and the wizard is leaving. He locks the house with his magic hand.
3: He's got the powers to lock his front door with. So why is he taking a the cab?
1: <laughs> There's a lot of wizards riding cabs in there.
2: It would be too obvious if I just disapparated and reappeared somewhere in the city. Even though nobody gives a shit about anything happening here. Everyone's so disaffected and high on drugs. So public transit it is. <laughs> Go fancy taxicab. Look, I'm a senior. This bus pass is supposed to be good for two transfers a day.
1: No, I'm not a wizard and why do you ask? <laughs> some call it science, some call it... It magic <laughs> sir
2: i only asked if you were an aarp member <laughs>
1: they walk over to the waiting taxi and We get another riveting scene shall i come with you to the hospital
0: that won't necessary well i have some personal matters to attend to
1: i can return this evening
0: set your affairs in order one. in two days time we shall both know which path fate has chosen for
1: us and then he gets in the taxi and Wong goes and does his private shit that we never find out about. Well, I got shit to do anyway. It's no big deal. I don't even want to go to the hospital anyway. He had
4: nothing
1: to do. So, Wong is like walking away and he passes Morgan on the street. That's her go to move, is just standing there while people walk past her. <laughs> the SNES uh, boss music starts playing again. And uh, so, Wong walks away and she's looking at the wizard house and she sees a cat and she like makes the cat go into the wizard house, like go up to it. Uh, and the cat gets shocked because of the magic.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird and random, but it, it ties back to the end. Um, but at the time of watching, I'm like, what? Why is the cat getting shocked randomly?
2: <laughs> it was in uh, Peter Peter Hooten's contract. They had to torture and kill at least one cat in the, during the filming of this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything is explained like so many times over and over and over. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's locked. I locked it. Why can't she come in? It's because I locked it. There's nothing that's just like left unexplained. Or
3: even like the... where the old wizard falls from the bridge. He tells Wong about it right after. So we see it and then we hear about it like right away.
1: (laughs) And then we see it over and over and the girl tells us about it again. It's a lot of uh, tell don't show going on. Mm -hmm. We cut to a staff meeting at the hospital. The show needs more medical drama, am I right? So the head doctor is like, why are you letting drunks sleep here and admitting weird Jane Does that don't take their medicine? medicine and nurse ratchet is just eating it up she loves watching the head doctor berate doctor strange the head doctor's like she's a county
0: problem send her to Bellevue for observation I don't think that's necessary.
1: And Doctor Strange is not having it. So they all go to look at Clea, who's asleep, who at this moment doesn't remember who she is. And the head guy is like, I'm going in alone. So Doctor Strange and the head nurse are just standing in the hallway and they just awkwardly look at each other for a few seconds. I wish they had stayed. That must have been a really great conversation. It's like, well, yeah, what have you been up
3: to? Has diabetes. I'm late on rent. Oh.
1: <laughs> One constant thing that's going on the whole time in the show, whenever they're in the hospital, is Ooh. there's a woman's voice calling over the intercom. At this point, it says, Dr. Ferrari
3: to ER
0: immediately. Dr. Larry Ferrari.
2: <laughs> Dr. Larry Ferrari? It's <laughs> a poor name. <laughs> Larry Ferrari that's a fucking fletch <laughs> name
1: oh it's me dr rosen penis i'm just here to check out Danwick's family's file dr rosen rosen i'm here to, to get to the records room it's dr rosen i i uh, i want
0: to check dr. the who?
1: records room all right so now we see the wizard who is wearing a three-piece suit and carrying a cane dressed in the nines he comes off the elevator at the hospital and asks about the girl to the nurse that's sitting there on duty
0: may i help you sir There's a young girl in the psychiatric ward. She was transferred from the emergency
1: room last night.
0: I'm sorry, sir. Visiting hours are from 3 to 6 in the afternoon.
1: And he literally does like a Jedi mind trick to the nurse. This is uh, an unusual situation. I have pertinent information about the girl. He waves his hand. (laughs) She takes him to the head nurse.
0: This is uh, an unusual situation. He has pertinent information about the girl.
1: He's standing there in front of Nurse Ratchet, And he shows her a drawing (laughs) uh, he made of the girl and he's like i need to see this girl (laughs) we've all done that (laughs) there's just like no he does the hand jedi trick may i come in come in thank
3: you why did he just do the hand trick the whole time (laughs)
1: like yeah Uh, she takes the wizard to see Doctor Strange, and it's so funny, but it's like not played funny. This was a missed opportunity because she walks up to him and, he, and she goes, He should see the doctor in charge. I am the doctor in charge. And then she just walks away like a zombie. This is a very important moment. The two wizards are finally meeting, and there's no urgency. It's so sedate. Have we met before?
3: We may have. It- this meeting is very long, and it oh doesn't God. get to the point until the very end. It's tedious Yeah, it's very painful to watch
1: So we see that the wizard has given Dr. Strange a piece of paper With her girl's name, her address, her phone number And he's looking at the drawing Dr. Strange is looking at the address And he's like This
0: address is near NYU, she's a student
1: He's been over to NYU's student housing quite a few times <laughs> He knows right where that is <laughs>
0: But can you tell me about her?
1: What can you tell me about her? That's very, very human <laughs> trafficking. She's given very little agency in this show. Yeah. She's confused, disoriented, essentially
0: psychotic, out of touch with the reality.
1: You don't feel like this is okay. Some random stranger can just go into a doctor's office and then the doctor just start telling them about a patient. And then he's like,
0: Last night, I had an odd sort of dream. This young woman was in it. So were you. And someone else was there. Another woman. And you, and you, and you... And you? And you were there! And the wizard is like... The events you just described actually took place yesterday afternoon. I wasn't hurt in the accident, but clear I didn't know that. So
1: the wizard is telling him that they were sharing a dream, and Doctor Strange is like, I know you from somewhere, who are you? And the wizard tells him they have magic to do, but Doctor Strange has to want it.
0: (laughs) I can't force you to do this, but if you choose it of your own free will, then come to my house.
1: And he gives
2: him his card. Which also has that girl's name, phone number, address, hours <laughs> that she'll be home.
1: His card has the circle, the hashtag pound sign circle. That's the, the meaning of life or whatever. Yeah, so the I, symbol what? that they used instead of a pentagram. <laughs> which
2: They had originally uh, used a pentagram in the comics and then sort of dialed that back because of uh, parents groups, I believe.
1: Doctor Strange has been at the hospital now for at least three days. (laughs) He's been there months. (laughs) The workaholic. (laughs) Somethingaholic. He goes down to visit Clea, and she's in the ward, and she's really sleepy, even though she's been just chugging coffee. Doctor Strange goes to the head doctor, and he's like, what the fuck? You lied to her about the medicine you were giving her. And the head doctor is like, she was a pain in the ass, and she needed to go the fuck to sleep. And then the head doctor leaves and another guy that was just standing there is like, Steven, dude's in charge. Sorry, man. (laughs) The head nurse comes out of the ward to get Doctor Strange. Of course, Clea is now in a coma. The head doctor comes back and Stephen gives him a really angry look and just stomps out. I told you so, you old fuck. So Stephen Strange goes into his office. He like determinately takes off his doctor's coat and grabs the wizard's card and puts on his blazer and he's like looking at the symbol on the card and look at the symbol on his ring. It's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving the hospital.
2: I'm a big boy and I'm going to leave the hospital on my
1: own terms." <laughs>
2: stoop
3: kids afraid to leave stoop.
1: <laughs> So Dr. Strange is walking down the street And we see Morgan watching him From across the street And there is a boy on a bike And I guess Morgan tries to make The boy push Dr. Strange in front of the bus, like, psychically. The boy is so far away from the bus. It doesn't look like <laughs> that
3: there was going to be any type of action.
1: I was thinking the boy was going to go in front of the bus and Doctor Strange was going to, like, push him out of the way or something. Mm. Whatever it is, it doesn't work. And somehow we see Doctor Strange walking away, and there's just, like, this funky psych music. He, like, mugs right at the camera like he's Shaft. <laughs> We're back at the Wizard's house. Doctor Strange, he rings the doorbell and long answers, Huh. Come in, Dr. Strange. And he goes in, and the wizard comes downstairs, and he's like, Come into the study. And then they go into the study, and...
0: My father gave me this ring. The design on it's the same as your attic window. I also saw it on your calling card. Well, what's going on here? More than meets
1: the eye. <laughs> and the wizard's like, yeah, I knew your father. And his death was untimely. And Dr. Strange is like... Know about his death. Only that he
0: and your mother were killed in an automobile accident, and that you weren't with them. It was
1: supposed to be. I changed my mind in the last night. So the wizard takes Dr. Strange's ring and they make a point of showing that he's like putting it in his pocket secretly. (laughs) And then he tells Dr. Strange that he's really special. He has a clear mind and he loves people. And that's why he's a doctor. You're
2: my special little guy. I love you. (laughs) You're very special to me. You're precious. (laughs) I can't believe you're here with me. And you have your father's (laughs) ring and we love it. We love that your father's ring, that you're here. Our special little guy. Also,
1: some latent talents. Which even you are not aware of yet. (laughs) It's just, like, exhausting. Like, this should be exciting news. This is, like, groundbreaking. He's telling him that, like, magic exists and all this shit, and he's just, it's so boring.
2: There's some magic I'd like to show you. If you'll just, (laughs) now close your eyes, get on your knees, and open your mouth. I mean your mind. And I will put the magic inside of you.
1: That's a rabbit's foot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is a sacred hot dog.
1: (laughs) Doctor Strange is then like, wait, what are my powers? And the wizard says,
0: The hermetic arts, the ability to take the fundamental forces of the universe and direct them, control them with the will. Any
2: of the arts that uh, were pioneered by hermits.
1: So then Doctor Strange says, was my dad a wizard? The wizard's like, no, no, no. But he knew that you would be a wizard. That's why he left you that ring. Then the wizard tells him, I believe the accident was
0: intended for you. Your parents died to protect you.
1: <laughs> a lot of weight to have. <laughs> it's okay, sure. After a little more back and forth, I mean, just back and forth and back and forth about dribble. <laughs> dr strange uh, i i guess decides he's going to do the magic thing and he calls the hospital and the nurse says where are you at a friend's house you know like an adult would say to another adult co-worker i'm hanging
2: out with my friends
1: jeez god can't i just have a life <laughs> and then he's like what are what are clea's vitals and then she asks for the number where he is i'm on the run i'll call you goodbye we are now 51 minutes into this action-adventure superhero show about wizards. Christ. And we are finally going to get a scene with some trippy magic. <laughs> this is the best stuff in the whole show. I would just fast forward to this part. This is also a lot like a scene that happens in the, the Bad Badminton Krispy Kreme movie from 2016. <laughs> God damn it. Killer! <laughs> this happens, like, within the first 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I think I might re-watch that after we're done recording. It's It's been a bit.
3: I want to compare them, actually. So I've never seen the 2016 one. So I think I will,
2: too. Well, if you got a little Disney Plus, this podcast is sponsored by Disney Plus. (laughs) They pay our bills. $500 million
1: a month for us to do this (laughs) podcast. So we cut to the wizard in his study. And he's actually doing some glowy magic over a drawing of a star that uh, Doctor Strange's ring is sitting on. And then he comes downstairs where Dr. Strange is sitting by the fire, and he's like, here, I fixed your ring. Put it on now.
2: It's not covered
1: in poison. (laughs) Dr. Strange says, okay, now what? And the wizard says,
0: I'm going to send you on a journey into the astral planes, which are other dimensions of manifestation existing within and beyond the material plane. Dreaming is a form of astral travel on the lower planes where it's harmless. Unfortunately, Clear's consciousness has gone on to the higher planes as a result of the shock she experienced when evil took possession of her. She literally can't find her way back. The psychic link between you will lead your astral body to hers and keep you with her for the journey back. The ring will serve to protect you. On the higher planes, certain beings exist which are not always friendly. The ring should persuade them to keep their distance. If anything should approach you, I want you to say exactly these words. In the name of Ryle, scourge of demons, I command
2: you, begone. You got all that? Now get on your knees (laughs) and close your eyes and open your mouth. I mean mine.
3: So yeah, so he describes the astro traveling, and then obviously you see it, and it's even longer to like <laughs> visually. I don't mind that part; can go on for as
1: it, long as it yeah, wants. It's pretty it's, cool, of yeah. it, really. This is the room that they needed fifty more feet to throw him around from a from ceiling in front of a yeah. blue screen. <laughs> Doctor Strange says, "When does it begin? Now." Oh everything goes bananas and it's like zooming back and and the the wizard is like zooming out into a void like disappearing and their colors everywhere it looks like that scene from 2001 a space odyssey mm-hmm. except 100 times cheaper <laughs>
3: <laughs> <go> with disco less music
1: <laughs> dr strange is like suspended by a rope he's just flipping they're like slinging him around it's absolutely bananas and morgan is there somewhere watching all this somehow she's back in her mm-hmm. her magic red cleavage dress mm-hmm. yes sir and there's like a big moon behind her. So I guess she's like also in the astral plane somewhere, like in her area. And she's like, Bells are off. Ah. A guy in like a night outfit, riding a horse, just shows up. Go to the girl and wait. A man will come to free her. You must prevent this. You may have the girl,
2: but bring the man to me. And
1: he's like, Okay, sure, it sounds great.
2: God, they're just passing her around like a yeah. fucking joint in Obama's dorm room. <laughs> the knight has like a weird
3: sound effect too. It, it sounds cool when he talks, <laughs> but it almost sounds like like, like a voice box. <laughs> I
2: love
1: the knight. I, he should have been in more of this.
3: You only see him briefly, but uh, yeah. he brought some—I I don't know—some excitement. Finally, like a, a black neck.
2: every single little <laughs> weird thing like this should have been in this four times. As much as it is.
1: <laughs> we need more Belsaroff less Saint Elsewhere. Yes. So, okay. So we go back to Doctor Strange. He's still floating in the kaleidoscope and he's yelling out Clea. And right at this moment, it becomes like the tornado scene from The Wizard of Oz. The music and everything kind of reminded me of it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen that movie too many times. Wizard of Oz? Yeah, I've seen it a thousand times.
2: Really? Never would have expected that.
1: Oh, I'm a huge Oz head. An Oz awesome. head? <laughs> I wouldn't have
2: pegged you for a friend of
1: Dorothy. I've read all of the original L. Frank Baum books, not in a long time though, not since I was in like sixth grade. They're like your Harry Potter. Yeah. It's the only book that you have read and know how to reference. Dude, the Wizard of Oz books are fucked up. They're fucking scary. Spoiler alert, I guess I'll put the time code here. Skip to 70 minutes, 30 seconds. I'm going to spoil the ending of the second book, which is The Land of Oz. The main character is this little boy named Tip and at the end End of the book, he discovers that he's actually a girl what? who's been transformed into a boy, and he gets transformed into Ozma, who is the queen of Oz, and she shows up in all the books from then on. What the fuck, really? And this book was written in like 1902.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, you know, transgender transgender identity has existed for thousands of years. Sure,
1: but I don't think it, it was like showing up in children's literature.
2: Yeah, it is very weird that it would have come out of. I, I assume that L. Frank Baum was British.
1: No. No, no. Alfred Frank Brown was from... Was American, oh, yeah. Man, he spent most of his time in like San Diego. L. Frank Baum had a very bizarre career. Really? Yeah, a lot of bizarre career choices. Huh. Fascinating character. Yeah, we should talk about that sometime
2: on on a different program, at a different podcast, at a different venture on a different.
1: podcast. There's actually a Wizard of Oz pilot that we'll eventually do. Oh, holy shit! It's like a Sci Fi Channel, really bad, really, really bad.
2: Oh fuck! I remember that. <laughs> I totally remember. Possibly watching that because i i thought for years that i had watched um return to oz mm-hmm. but i think that that's actually what i watched.
1: oh is this a newer yeah newer yeah it's okay. called lost in oz and it's from 2002 Yep, basically oz as a dystopia i've totally seen that return to oz is great like return to oz is the closest i've ever seen in any media of capturing the feeling of the books like the creepy yet whimsical nature of, have you seen Return to Oz?
2: I have not. I'll tell you what I have seen, The Wiz Yeah, The Wiz is good too (laughs)
4: <laughs>
3: what a ridiculous movie is that fred savage or ben <laughs> savage or neither of them
1: the Wiz was done by motown so it's diana ross as dorothy nipsey russell as tin man and i can't remember who played the lion but um michael jackson is the oh, scarecrow oh i'm of something completely different and richard pryor is the whiz Dead oh,
3: wait, i know what i was thinking of i was thinking of the wizard with fred savage which, oh! oh yeah, that's what i was thinking of <laughs>
2: <Man>. <laughs> that is a movie that that is very hard to track down to watch and i yeah. don't know why that is wasn't it just a promotion for super mario
3: brothers three yes. <laughs> like,
2: basically
1: yeah and jason you have to say super mario again just so i can hear it
3: super mario brothers
2: <laughs> three, super mario brothers, <laughs> three. <laughs>
1: super mario brothers three yeah super One mario brothers three it's then got then mario, with the mario. They're, they're good boys <laughs> they come in and they fix the plumbing and then they leave <laughs> they do a very nice job couple of good paisanos
2: you know they fix the plumbing just like dr strange
1: <laughs> i'd love a hot bath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> complete turnaround. Doctor Strange transition.
0: Because
1: yeah, I would much rather talk about the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> Doctor Strange is like floating around in the in the kaleidoscope world, the astral plane, and he finds Clea, and she's like in there with like a flowy white dress. They grab hands, and there's just like you know the psychedelic music and the psychedelic lights. Really dark. I don't know if we've talked about this. This this whole thing is so dark whenever anything important is happening i had to pause just because i couldn't make out the bodies it might have just been the daily motion version
2: it's the same on the dvd version it's still pretty dark but at least it's not like okay at least it doesn't have like a thousand artifacts per fucking square inch
1: the knight (laughs) belseroth
0: you have lost terminal come with me and save
1: yourself shows up wherever they are, like it's really hard to get an idea of where they are, like what the space is. There's a brief moment of tension and and then Doctor Strange just yells the magic phrase, In the name of Ryo,
0: Scourge of Demons I command
1: you be gone. And Belzerov screams and disappears and that's that's all it takes. Doctor Strange finds Clea. They grab hands and they keep flying through the kaleidoscope for a while and it just goes on and on. And then we cut to Morgan they're in the the place with the moon. And she's yelling at Belseroth.
4: You lost him.
2: He yelled the thing at me. What was I supposed to do? I can't just do my job if he's yelling that thing at me. All it takes is that thing. He said the magic. Look at the ancient (laughs) scrolls with the rules written on them if he yells the thing i have to go
1: (laughs) (laughs) so then we see clee's sparkly soul flying through the air and it goes back to the hospital and goes into her body and dr strange is like for some reason he's there he's like creepily standing over her and then he's back at the wizard's house and he's sitting in front of the fire and the wizard's like sitting in front of him like he was before smoking his pipe and he's like hey you're back dr strange collapses and he's like you need to go to bed so they I guess he sleeps at the wizard house sometimes. He's a he's a random 4 a.m. Facebook Messenger guy.
2: Go to bed. Go to bed. Why are you awake? Go to bed. <laughs> you up? You up? Go to bed. You
1: up? <laughs> so we go back to the astral plane, I guess, and the monster thing from the beginning is talking to Morgan
0: Thrice you had the opportunity To slay him And Price, you stayed your hand
1: Why Morgan And she's like no no I tried I was I was trying to kill him And he's like no 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 tell the truth I know you were not trying your hardest You gotta tell me why 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 didn't you kill Dr. It was Trang? the knight's fault I think she says
0: <laughs> I commanded Belzeroth To bring him to me It was he who failed
1: not lie to me woman why have you spared him yeah yeah she's like yeah, the oh. night the night train he's like no no one
2: more thing one more thing why didn't you kill dr strange
1: and then she's like she's like all right all right you got me i am still a woman and the man attracted me i want to fuck Doctor Strange. <laughs> i'm still a woman you know
2: <laughs> just like in every fucking show that we've done for this podcast Someone is destroyed or ruined by horny. The warmth of a mortal man.
1: It might be the horniest pilot we've ever done.
2: It's pretty horny. It does like a lot of the scenes, a lot of the cutaways seem like they could have like shot a porno. (laughs) Well,
1: Doctor Strange looks like a porno star. He does. It
3: feels more like a love story than it does an actual like mystical wizard. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, a love drama in a, in a hospital. If you desire a the mortal then you may have him, but only once my lust is satisfied. I also want to fuck <laughs> I'm also going to fuck him. I'm going to fuck Actually, him. Actually, I fucked him first. <laughs> so the monster is like, you belong to me. Stop thinking about fucking anyone because I lust for souls of men and that's all that matters. Also, no man would want you. I am the one who fucks. He does the most horrible thing you could do to her. He makes her look old. Would any mortal man desire you
2: if he saw you thus? Yeah, she looks like a weird albino gorilla with a big fucking triangle head of hair. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The monster says, if you don't either bring me the wizard or kill the wizard or kill Doctor Strange or kill them both, (laughs) I will take away everything you care about. And leave you old and barren.
2: 500 years old you're telling me that shit's still working down
1: there <laughs> she's like i need my youth my youth <laughs> my youth
2: oh yeah echoed
3: a little bit we cut
1: to clea and she's playing pool yeah
3: and right before that you see the twin
1: towers again <laughs> <Just like that laughs> <right>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have we have a shot of the twin towers and then we see yep. clea playing pool and we know We're in a hospital because we can hear the intercom calling doctor. This isn't just like you know a set that they had (laughs) already set up (laughs) that they could just use. So, Dr. Strange is standing there, he's wearing a turtleneck, like a black turtleneck, and he's smiling in a very creepy way. From this moment on, Mm -hmm. she wants to fuck Dr. Strange, like Mm -hmm. she's all about fucking Dr. Strange for no reason, just Mm -hmm. out of nowhere.
3: He's just eye fucking her from playing pool,
2: too. This whole time, (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to look down her shirt.
1: You don't bring a a psych psychiatric patient into a hospital who doesn't know who she is and then just start trying to date her that's really not professional unless your name is <laughs> Doctor Strange. she's like i'm fine but i had this weird dream last night where you saved my life and dr strange is like hmm sounds weird i mean I'm, I'm a doctor that's what i do i i fix people <laughs> And then she tells him, I've been waiting. For what? To see if you'd come. Dr. Jeffrey. The music Mm -hmm. here is like really sexy for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, boy. So he walks her home, and they have this whole conversation where he's like, I could help you study. And she's like, You know, what's your major? Oh, my major is psychology.
0: If you wanted to, you could help me with my homework sometime. doctors aren't supposed to get involved with their patients but i'm not
1: your patient anymore
0: helping you with your homework might be considered a professional interest
1: well does that mean i have to pay for it They're <laughs> laughing about
3: this. it's so stupid. I laugh at the same exact time, too, which is kind of odd.
1: Yeah, sit call me. And she's like trying really hard to get him to come in. He's like, How about I come back for dinner at seven? Be ready at seven. Then it's like night, and Doctor Strange goes to see the wizard. Oh, we're to see the wizard. The <laughs> he goes the wizard. to see the wizard. And he's like, I don't know what we did last <laughs> night, but. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it worked perfectly and everyone is fine.
2: We've all had that mourning of regret
1: after getting pegged for the first time. <laughs> There's no reason for him to like not be into this all of a sudden. But the wizard's like, okay. and he goes on this bizarre diatribe.
0: Evil isn't a real thing. It's a condition of the mind. Dysfunctional, destructive, and, and curable. You call me a rational man. I am. I want to stay that way.
1: And the wizard's like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Doctor Strange is like walking out the door, and he realizes that he can't get his ring off.
2: We've all had too much sodium in a day, <laughs> not been able to get a ring off.
1: He opens the door, and it's pouring down rain. Now there's like a black cat standing on the the doorstep right before the threshold. Hello, kitty. Do you live here? And he picks up the cat, and he carries it inside. What are you doing outside?
2: Come into this cave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Come into the magic cave. <laughs> These homeowners don't care. Do you live here, kitty? You live here now. <laughs> cat like hisses at him and he drops it. And he's just like, ah, okay, whatever. I mean, that's a cool thing to do. Just let cats into people's house as you're as you're on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the cat turns out to be really Morgan, obviously. And Dr. Strange just let her into the wizard's house. Good job, Dr. Strange. And she walks through the house for like 10 minutes minutes looking around and it just goes on and on and on until she finally finds the wizard and they have their their wizard duel wizard he's shooting her with bolts and she's laughing and like redirecting them he collapses and his body is like glowing and she, so, she holds her glow hand and shoots him again <laughs> she says a spell and a demon appears but we only see the shadows. Kind of a cool effect. So
3: this hell demon takes the old man or the old sorcerer to, I guess, that dimension.
1: Astral plane. astral plane
3: the astral plane dimension cuz i was lost there for a second and i wasn't
1: sure what happened you were on
2: the astral plane
1: Yeah. <laughs> watching this i felt like i was on the astral plane <laughs> for sure <laughs> all right so we cut clea's studio apartment and she is getting ready and doctor strange shows up and they're flirting in her little apartment she, she says i'm not ready yet and uh, do, do you want me to get you something and he says
0: i'd love a hot bath <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: how all humans enter a room. I would just love a hot bath. Don't you remember when
2: you were first learning about dating and uh, picking up <laughs> yeah. people and uh, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, now that I'm here, I could use a hot bath.
1: <laughs> and then she kind of like laughs and she's like, how about
0: settling for a cold beer?
1: Opposite of a hot bath. <laughs> they start kissing and it's so weird and awkward. It's like, what? Where did this come from? There's like a, a dream catcher there and it's, he just puts his hand through it or something. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. <Doctor> Strange, <laughs> he's getting a beer out of her like really ancient refrigerator. Clea is brushing her hair and uh, Morgan Le Fay appears in her mirror and she starts freaking out.
0: It's happening again. It's coming back.
1: <laughs> and... <laughs> And she passes out on the bed, like, and Morgan appears and tells Doctor Strange that he has to go with her. Cleo won't be harmed, she'll be fine, but you have to come with me. <laughs> so he takes
0: her hand and... I have things to show you. Powers beyond your comprehension. Come.
1: She's going to show him her powers. how I
2: could show you my powers...
1: she disappears and reappears in the in the dark (laughs) void astral plane with the moon you know her area she's now wearing um like a red evening gown yes sir look at me am i pleasing to you don't i look good and he's like yeah you look great (laughs) <laughs> holy fuck you look so fucking awesome and hot Shit. and i'm horny again perfect timing it was just with that girl and then now i'm with you this is awesome <laughs>
2: it's so cool to be out here in the middle of uh fucking another dimension
1: <laughs> and just to be like totally horny uh, d- With each other, alone. (laughs) She touches his shoulder, and he's suddenly, finally, wearing the Doctor Strange outfit. That's right, and it's fucking dope. We are one hour... (laughs) And 14 minutes into this 90-minute television movie.
2: It's so cool. He's got, like, the fucking chunkiest fucking doo-doo roll necklaces.
1: He was already wearing the turtleneck and slacks outfit. That's what he's been sporting for a while.
2: Which is also a great look.
1: Yeah, sure. It's the look well. He has a huge necklace... And a, a gold cummerbund. and a, a black robe and red trim, and he looks he looks awesome. He <laughs> looks like a fucking sultan. <laughs> so she tells him to lift his hands and call lightning, and he does. And then she tells him, "You can have anything you want: beauty, art, music, blood, head, anal." the secrets of the universe who's gonna pick the arts uh i'm gonna
2: be honest (laughs) with you i probably would because i'm a fucking idiot i want to see art (laughs) i just want to put my fingers all over a da vinci painting
1: then they start kissing and he turns away and he's like oh your lips are cold who are you and she says i'm morgan kiss me some more he doesn't really have any, like, compulsion. Like, he's just, like, going <laughs> along with this. We've all <laughs> kissed a girl named Morgan whose lips were cold. <laughs> <laughs> so she fixed them. She kisses him again, and she's like... Are my lips still cold?
2: No. I warmed them up on this magical pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so high, now you do something. Then they're in, like, one of those 70s beds that's,
1: like, round. It's like a water bed. Almost <laughs> <It's> like A <laughs> porno bed. They're, like, getting cozy, and she's like... Ah. Take off the ring.
2: The ring. <laughs> I don't want that dirty, nasty old ring inside of me.
1: <laughs> so they start walking across the room, and she shows him that the wizard is in a spider web. And she's like... Take off the ring and reign with me, Stephen. On all the thrones of men forever. And Doctor Strange doesn't know if he wants to fuck this girl or, like, hang out with the old wizard. <laughs> We've... I'll... <laughs>
3: Uh, and the old wizard has like this like white makeup that looks like he's in the misfits or something it looks, he looks like he's in a norwegian black metal band <laughs> yeah.
2: death pain, pain or whatever they call it
1: <laughs> mayhem <laughs> finally dr stranger's like no then she says you better take off that ring or you can climb up there with him and he's like no then she
4: says don't defy me Stephen, or i'll take my pleasure from you in another way
1: Oh god. Then these vines from like the wall or the floor come out and like pull him down and he just yells that magic phrase that he yelled earlier.
0: In the name of Raya, scourge of demons, I command you, release me! <laughs> You are at this, Stephen. So much to
1: learn in so little time. And then Dr. Strange's hands start glowing, and he's got the powers. And we get the triumphant music with, like, the church bells playing. <laughs> and he's, like, finally Dr. Strange. How about you? He, like, burns the vines. They, like, catch on fire. And then he starts shooting with his, his like, glowing hands at Morgan, and she disappears like she does and then him and the wizard are suddenly back in the wizard house and like the wizard has his arms out like he's still in the spider web and he collapses into doctor strange that exciting scene is over we're back at the area of the astral plane where the monster is and morgan jessica walters is acting her fucking ass off yeah she is waving her arms in the air and yelling at the top of her lungs I am- It's a hell of a monologue, like for sure. But it comes off as Rita Repulsa. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you
2: are very correct. I can't believe
4: it! We were this close to meeting the Power Geek, and if it wasn't for your monster, we have done it.
1: The monster, the monologue he gives is just fucking intense. It could be like. Death metal lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Pray to me for death. You shall not have it. I will punish you but you spring to me for mercy. And on and on and on. And then he makes her ugly and he just disappears and he leaves her screaming at the top of her lungs in the dark void. Don't be- Back at the wizard's house, Dr. Strange is saying... These robes Morgan gave them to me. And the wizard is like, ah, robes are robes, whatever, they work. They're not cool
2: or anything. I I think that they're they're like not quite as cool as my robes, actually. Actually, I think my robes are quite a bit cooler looking. But when I become the head wizard, I
1: get to wear your robe, right?
2: No, of course not. I'll be buried in these. These are mine. I'll die in them and I'll be buried in them. You'll get your own. <laughs> You'll get your own cool robes. I pro- they won't be quite as cool. You keep the
1: robes that the old hag gave you, and I'll, I'll have <laughs> these the,
2: These were $3,500 at Demon Marcus. <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> My Gucci robes.
1: <laughs> so then he tells Doctor Strange that the whole thing was a ruse. I tricked you, Demon Strange. I allowed Morgan to
0: believe she had defeated me.
1: I knew her desire for you would be her undoing. am doing. But that's just so I could get you, Doctor Strange, to come yeah. and, and save me, so you'd choose to be a
2: wizard. I let her kill my Chinese friend, just for pretend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, she did shoot Wong, I forgot about that. It was
2: pretenses.
1: I don't think we see Wong either, after No, we this. do, we do. Yeah, He wakes up, yeah, yeah he wakes up. Well, that's right. He wakes yeah. up. Uh, if you want to become a wizard, you have to give up earthly pleasures
0: <laughs> the pleasure of ignorance or offspring or an easy death will i be asked to give up even love
1: yeah but i can still fuck right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so concerned about
3: fucking or like having love. those
2: are those are the only pleasures i have to give up right wizard but the wizard says the universe is love that you shall have now you can fuck the universe <laughs> yeah. My God, you almost fuck as good as me. The the master. They actually they used to call me the master fucker. We could we could both fuck the universe. We could both fuck. We'll double team the
1: universe. I
2: mean, I fucked it first, but you could also fuck it. Let's find that Black Knight from earlier. I wonder what he's doing. Should I should I reach out via text or email? Oh, fuck the Black Knight. He seemed pretty chill, honestly. <laughs>
1: So Doctor Strange goes, I don't, I don't understand, but okay, sure. So then the sun appears through the hashtag window and asks,
0: "Stephen Strange, do you accept the guardianship of the lights?"
1: And a white box appears in front of him <laughs> and floats up, and we see that he's wearing a completely different outfit for some reason. <laughs> So stupid. It looks so fucking stupid. Really baggy light blue pants and a really baggy purple shirt with gold cuffs and a gold cape. And he has a star on his chest. He looks like a character from Bible Man universe. Star of Bethlehem man.
2: Fuck! Holy shit! That is exactly what I was going to say he looks like. He looks like something from fucking fucking Bible Man. Bizarre.
1: so you better stick around a brand new episode is coming to your town a whole lot of fun with the greatest book of all yeah the bible man's coming and it's gonna be a ball
2: it's so bad <laughs> it's such a stupid looking
3: outfit you can't see his muscles in that costume no one's gonna
2: fuck him in that <laughs>
1: his fucking days are over
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what peter hooten said in an interview i read once i was in the superhero costume i was relieved because i, <laughs> I didn't have to hit the gym as much this is just kind of loose <laughs> for that two minute scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it took six years to shoot
1: on uh, the imdb there's a trivia section which is dubious <laughs> this little tidbit is on there about this uh costume the starburst on Doctor Strange's costume is not on his comic book outfit. While it is similar to one that ordains the costume of another Marvel comic hero, Captain Marvell, this particular television movie costume starburst design is a telltale quote unquote signature of costume design consultant and former Doctor Strange comic book artist Frank Brunner. Brunner uses that starburst on many different design projects and incorporated it as a more television-friendly replacement to the demon symbol usually worn by the comic book Doctor Strange. Although not named, the creature that Morgan Le Fay serves was visually inspired by Doctor Strange's comic book archonymous Dormammu, while Morgan could be seen as inspired by Dormammu's sister, Umammu. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that extra part... Uh, not relevant. But anyway, it's it's what you were saying earlier that they couldn't have him in the outfit with the, the pentagram and everything. Pentagram. Like. I mean they they could for a little bit because they needed people to recognize him, but they needed to get him out of that and into something different. Seems to be like they wanted to find a friendlier costume so he's like yeah i've got this bible man outfit i've been thinking about we could stick in that
2: (laughs) i've been planning this
1: for years and once the show
2: charles in charge airs i'll have my perfect bible man and this is what he shall wear everybody
4: get ready
1: for the bible man show He and the wizard start glowing. <laughs> Lightning like shoots between them and they both collapse and Doctor Strange gets up but the wizard stays down and Wong says, "You have the powers now, but you don't know how to use them.
0: You're like a child with a loaded gun. Unless you're careful, you can harm yourself or others."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> That's actually my slogan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then he says, "I'm sure we will have hundreds of fun adventures where you can learn all the things that need to learn to be a good wizard, and I will accompany you. All
2: of the various <laughs> learning things to learn and on our
1: many, 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 many adventures. <laughs> Let's say about eight seasons <laughs> worth. And you thought we were done." With the boring fucking <laughs> hospital scene. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. No, no. We get a hospital epilepsy. We
2: just got to know what's going on with the fucking hospital.
1: We got to close the head nurse's story arc. We're in the meeting room, and they're talking about how they don't have any patients anymore, anymore and everybody's great, and everybody's you know getting healed really fast.
2: No one's <laughs> coming to the hospital anymore. It's a miracle. All the ulcers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That old lady with the ulcers
1: died. <laughs> she was our main source of income. Mr. Washington committed suicide on the right part of his arm. <laughs> so, yes. so the horny hospital needs to close today. <laughs> and indefinitely. <laughs> We're all closing and going out for ice cream and an olgy. We're having horny ice cream. Yeah, they're having a meeting and Dr. Strange walks in late. Got swagger though. Strange, do you happen to own a watch?
4: Yes.
2: Does it work? Or oh, sometimes? I suggest that you look at it
0: sometimes. Sorry.
3: Heroes can still be late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how super you are, you will find a way to be late. <laughs> it actually
2: doesn't matter what time you show up for work at the horny hospital. The <laughs> pussy
1: isn't going anywhere because it's all better anyway. <laughs> it shows a chalkboard dr strange he's racing on duty so he's finally off duty he gets to finally leave the hospital <laughs> clea is there waiting for him and she's like
2: do we go into your office <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you want to do it in your office or your
0: <laughs> no i've got a better idea let's take a walk
1: she's forgotten everything again can't
0: remember anything
1: we cut to a newscast where a woman is interviewing uh, Morgan LeFay.
0: We're here interviewing the founder of the LeFay Method, a woman who in the last few days seems to have taken at least a part of New York City by storm, so to speak. Here to tell us more about it is the force behind the LeFay Method, Morgan LeFay. Ms. LeFay, can you tell us just what it is exactly that the method does? Quite simply, it unlocks the hidden potential within you. It's a way of realizing your own powers. And using them to get what you
1: really want out of life. This was the most interesting thing that happened in this whole show. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a lot of like gurus and stuff in the late seventies, like selling like yeah. crystals and yes, Some- yeah. oh yeah, for
2: sure. There was like a thirst from uh, the average the average American to just be sort of part of something uh-huh. and to to prove themselves Uh like the late 70s is like the beginning of the self-help
1: movement super fascinating i would have loved to have seen where that went yeah that would have been
2: a cool thing to see that is a a, kind of a trope in uh late 80s early 90s Mm -hmm. vertigo comics especially like i feel like it pops up in hellblazer which is what the movie constantine was based on oh okay a character who's from another world and then they become famous on earth for something of that
1: nature like like a, a guru or yeah. like a psychic or something yes yeah we see this the, the broadcast in a tv's in a storefront and then we cut over to dr strange and clea who are walking down the sidewalk they're having the exact same conversation that they had earlier when he walked her to her house and it's really creepy yeah, it's very strange what are you studying
0: would you believe psychology
1: he knows what her major is he's basically taking advantage of her she's forgotten all this and he already knows all this stuff about her it's like bill murray in groundhog day where he like knows everybody (laughs) he's like using all that knowledge to to take advantage of this young woman and again he's supposed to be the good guy he's a classic (laughs) male manipulator
2: (laughs) that wears a mask we all wear we
1: all wear masks that's correct wendy we all
2: wear masks, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> is Ben Stein dead? I'm going to say yeah. I don't think he's dead. I don't know. Do you know that he is like a, a, a like fervent... Well, I mean, for one, he was Nixon's speechwriter for a couple of years. But he was a fervent evolution denier. Oh, yeah. Because he said that evolution is what the Nazis used as justification for the Holocaust.
1: He had a movie called Expelled. Oh, I never saw that. I should, though. It came out about 12, 13 years ago. I should see that because (laughs) I agree with him. Oh, yeah? Agree, intelligent design? (laughs) Moving through history in an unguided and
2: undesigned way, the theory of evolution.
1: Excuse me?
2: Yes, Ben.
3: How did life begin in the first place?
2: It developed... We are... you, you know we've been through this so many times you have, Could been so... there have been an intelligent designer. Everything that he says I agree with because he's on TV and he gave away his money. <laughs> He's also Dr. Arthur
3: Newman in The Mask and The Son of the Mask.
2: whoa he's yeah. in Son yep.
1: of the mask hey, he's the only returning character
2: um, oh my god jamie kennedy right as stanley Ipkiss. alan cumming
1: yeah alan cumming's in it uh it's not stanley Ipkiss, it's a different person that gets the mask
2: unwatchable do you guys know that alan cumming has his own uh, cologne called coming <laughs> by coming
1: <laughs> coming soon he fucking rocks
2: i gotta stand with all of my <laughs> scottish brothers
1: all right we're almost there oh god
2: (laughs) God, this is the longest show
1: dr strange and clea they're walking around the corner (laughs) you know and they're having the same fucking conversation and they see the tvs that are playing the interview and clea just goes that's dumb and they walk on and he walks her to the doorstep and says the same thing he said to her earlier i'll come for you at seven like Literally the same thing that happened earlier. I want a hot bath.
2: <laughs> I want a hot bath and a dinner of some hot food. That's a nice wind catcher. <laughs> That's a nice wind catcher you've got there. Yeah. <laughs> a wind catcher.
1: <laughs> this is the last scene. Yeah. And it's the funniest also, I think. <laughs> There's a street magician. He's like juggling and he's doing tricks and there's a crowd and they're loving it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you magic. <laughs> Doctor Strange walks by and laughs. What an idiot, <laughs> a noob. <movie.
2: laughs> he rubs the back of his head as he's walking by. Watch closely,
0: as from this handkerchief I will produce a beautiful bouquet of flowers.
2: And instead of a bouquet of flowers, it's a beautiful
3: white dove. These powers are super serious, and we need to take care of them and protect the
2: universe. But also, have a little fun when you can. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could destroy or save the universe, but frankly, I'd rather turn flowers into a bird.
1: <laughs> and prolong the theory of magic. <laughs> he's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, he's like a kid with a gun. He hasn't learned his powers
2: and the safety is off
1: <laughs> fully loaded ready to go point it at your dad
2: point it at your mom point it at your siblings
1: so the i just want to point out that the magician is actually a magician oh. like he's a he's <laughs> excuse does me does magic he's still working his name is Larry oh, Anderson
2: not Harry Anderson from Night Court Yeah, not Harry Anderson. Larry Anderson. (laughs) Not not Larry Ferrari? Not Larry Ferrari. (laughs) Dr.
0: Ferrari to ER immediately. Dr.
1: Larry Ferrari. He did do episodes of Night Court. Are
2: you fucking kidding me?
1: He shows up in... Two pilots that we may do One I know we're gonna do One was She's the Sheriff <laughs> Just about, you know It's about a woman that looks exactly like Robert Goulet Who's an,
2: a famous actress And she becomes sheriff
1: You <laughs> nailed it Um, And the other is in Cosmic Slop Oh
2: fuck, well we're definitely gonna do that
1: He looks like a really young guy And he's like a struggling magician Like playing out this like story in my head So he gets a job and he's like Yeah, I'm gonna be on a pilot And like his friends, they have to watch the whole thing because he's in the very last fucking scene. Yeah, his friends are having this
3: exact conversation until the <laughs> until they get to that magician scene.
1: <laughs> when do you show up? Did, were you in the background? Have you already? Did, yeah. you, did I miss it?
2: This guy with the white guy afro and the mustache really loves getting <laughs> pussy. And where do you show up again?
1: Why aren't you getting pussy? <laughs>
2: Oh, because you were a real because oh, you just wanted to do magic. So this guy, this guy doesn't want to become a magician because he loves getting pussy. But you don't want to get pussy because you only want to do magic. <laughs> ah, the seventies were fucking weird.
1: Doctor Strange just is above it all and sees the folly. <laughs> he throws his hands up in the air and laughs, and then like it freeze frames on his. Intense look. His rye grit.
3: I thought that was like an error on Daily
2: Motion, but I think that's true. I think it just freezes. And- it does freeze, Fred, in a minute of drawing on the version I watched. Yeah,
1: there's a drawing, and we get a better version of the theme song at the end. The theme song at the beginning is basically just like someone beating pots and pans together <laughs> with a lot of reverb. <laughs> Mike Patton? Is that the locust? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. I actually think the music in this is amazing. Uh, I would love to get the soundtrack for this on, like, vinyl. I
2: think, Mm -hmm. yeah, when it's it's really good, it's really good.
1: Yeah, well, even when it's really abrasive, it's just, it's really good at being abrasive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that is Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, obviously it got really low ratings. So, the night that they aired dr
2: strange it aired on a sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m on cbs and it was up against roots
1: a rerun of roots which
2: (laughs) fuck man y'all couldn't have planned ahead a little bit
1: with with these pilots we always hear stories like that and then you go and you look yeah and it's like, oh, OK, you know, it's like, like you understand it. It's, it's just like something that, like an anecdote, yeah. you know, that you go check out. It's
2: Like at the time, it probably would have had like 10 times the viewers on that one night at that specific time that anything that is currently on Netflix has ever had. Emily in Paris has not had as many people watch it. As watched this the night it fucking aired. They
1: never make a pilot air it. And then they're like, Oh, the ratings are bad. I guess we won't make the series that never happens. They've already decided if they're going to pass on it. They've got a dead spot where they know they're going to get shit ratings. Anyway, they've already paid for this pilot. So they just throw it on.
2: Yeah they just throw it on a saturday afternoon as a movie sunday eight to ten when people are sleeping
1: <laughs> you hear these stories of yeah the ratings were terrible you know blah 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 and it's like it didn't fucking matter they're gonna be bad anyway yeah that was the whole point
2: yeah just recycle the production value at the beginning and pretty close to the end anything in the astral plane is so so cool it's very cool looking yeah For yeah. that time too Yeah, the fact that like the artistic merit of a lot of these shows is tied to whether or not they can sell advertising during the show Mm -hmm. is not a very good system. It sucks shit. Well,
1: it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't exist anymore. Hardly. It still does. I mean, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory's over. Yep. Young <laughs> yeah, young
2: Sheldon.
1: Yeah, young Sheldon.
2: But anyway, whatever is on a platform with advertising, which there are still streaming platforms with that. Yeah, I have Hulu with ads on. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. you sitting there watching uh, Black Dog, Kurt Russell, classic film. Uh-huh. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden, an advertisement will come on based off of the cookies from the browsing you've done on your phone, where you just mm-hmm. randomly were like, uh, how much do adult diapers cost? <laughs> And then there'll be an ad for adult diapers on your Hulu while you're just trying to watch Kurt Russell <laughs> go insane because some truckers took his life.
1: What can we say about Doctor Strange? Like Doctor Boring is Doctor? <laughs> it's terrible. Doctor yeah, Boring, don't watch it. Uh, I wish the directors had more fun
3: with it and and maybe took more chances on the uh, the strange things, but they did not.
1: They should have spent more time in the astral plane. Yes, absolutely. When Cheryl and I put
2: it on the other night. Uh, for the first time and it starts out with that incredible intro and on Mm -hmm. the astral plane i was like stewart's out of his mind this movie's not boring at all this is so cool (laughs) and then immediately we're just both looking at our phones not paying (laughs) attention to it at all it's just like fuck man i could not
3: help myself and i kept looking at my phone i was like all right gotta fucking stop and just watch this fucking film (laughs) and it took yeah it was hard yeah it was definitely a challenge
1: (laughs) the mark of a good film they canceled all of the superhero shows all at the same time really and this kind of got swept up in that too cbs was afraid that people were going to think of them more as a superhero network
2: that's fucking wild because what do we think of cbs now As it's the channel for old people it's JAG, it's NCIS, it's Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon or whatever the fuck. 60
1: per- Minutes and, and and CBS Sunday Morning. Ooh, <laughs> woof. I love CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, jeez. I watch CBS Sunday Morning every single week. I can't stand it. It's the best.
2: As a man that loves boring shit, I can't stand it.
1: In the early 70s, they had a bunch of rural-based shows. They had Mayberry RFD, The Beverly Hillbillies, and Green Acres. And I think they were also showing Hee Haw. And they canceled them all at the same time. It was called The Rural Purge. That was when, in the early seventies. Okay, those were all top-rated shows. Mayberry RFD was coming off of the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, um, and I think it was only a season or two in, but it, you know, it it had a high lead-in. Beverly Hillbillies were huge. Green Acres mm-hmm. was huge, and people were calling CBS the country broadcasting network. Wow, they just all of a sudden canceled anything that had a tree in it.
2: <laughs> Have either of you ever watched Green Acres?
1: I. Love Green Acres.
2: Green Acres is one of the weirdest network shows of that era. It's kind of
1: insane, really. It's the Beverly Hillbillies in reverse. So you have the Beverly Hillbillies are the hillbillies that move into high society. Green Acres is the high society people that move into the country. Mm -hmm. And it starts with that basic premise, but then it just like goes into like da da yeah like surreal nothing makes sense it's self-aware that it's a tv show sometimes it breaks the fourth wall the animals talk it is absolutely apeshit bizarre it's
2: very good it's right up there with mary hartman mary
1: Hartman. which we uh one of our, our listeners wrote in and let us know is up on daily motion so our fans can watch all the mary hartman mary hartman <laughs> yeah. all right so final final thoughts yeah
3: uh Definitely uh, put me to sleep twice and uh, I will not be watching again. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody watch this show. (laughs) I will watch the 2016 film just to see what uh, maybe a good movie is like.
1: It's also pretty boring, but it's better. Uh, but i imagine
3: those scenes that we see in the astral plane probably look a million times better
2: <laughs> the film has at least one thing if not quite a few things but at least one thing up on uh this version which is mads mickelson who makes peter hooten look like fucking hot garbage doesn't take much he's pretty hot he's fucking that rye smile that little butt chin come on Those dark features.
0: There's been a film waste
4: presentation, darling.